when I was down in the dumps, scared about my future, what did God do? He reminded me, ultimately, he reminded me of his sovereignty. In verse 23 of the passage we just read, it said the, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He reminded me of his supreme power that I'm the one orchestrating the path. After you've committed your life to me, I am the one. I'm the captain here. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I am your host, Emmanuel Heke. Um, I hope you guys have and had had an amazing last week um i must say i was you know doing pretty good myself myself you know um up until i broke my chain so you're not gonna see my chain this episode but hopefully next episode we'll have that whole thing figured out that was a liar um but yeah your boy turned 23 also that's new um so you know thank you guys for the birthday wishes i got a lot of um birthday wishes thank you guys i really truly appreciate it i love you guys um but I must say, I must say that I had to learn a very important lesson um, amidst, you know, this time of me transitioning from age 22 to 23. Um, and it wasn't all smiles. It wasn't all um, happiness. Um, actually approaching my birthday, I was quite depressed. Um, why was I depressed? Because I'm a 22, 23, 23-year-old man. But at the time I was 22, now approaching 23, that I just felt like I was supposed to be different places in my life by now and i know that a lot of people listening to this podcast feel the exact same it's the way we have shaped our own society to think that a lot of 20 something year olds need to be doing so much and there's a lot of 20 something year olds that are doing an amazing things um but it's just that you know we put those pressures on ourselves even if those are not things that we necessarily i don't know we just want to be somewhere else we want to be better right um and yeah, I was facing a lot of that. Like it really, at first I wasn't even thinking about it until, you know, my mom came in my room and she was just like, oh, your birthday's around the corner. I'm like, yeah, it is. It is mom. And she said, you know, I just want to know like um, what your plan is and what you do. And like when she asked me what my plan was, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're in a similar position as me where you're in college or you just graduated college and people are asking you what's next, what are you going to do? And it's just funny because it's such a simple question, but the type of power that it packs behind it, what's your plan? And the thing is, man, you know, some of us don't have plans. Some of us have plans that we don't necessarily believe in all the time. And because of that, it just gives us, it weighs down so much pressure on us. It weighs down so much fear of failure on us. It weighs down so much, makes us hesitate on different decision. Um, and all of that combo, like it makes a perfect combo, perfect in a bad way when it seems as though God is really silent in our lives. Um, I've preached about God being silent. I've preached about having pressure. Um, but I want, you know, there's, admits me going through this entire thing because it was hard, man. It really was. Like, I'm talking about it right now. And I always tend to talk about things with kind of like an uppity spirit. But like, when I tell you that, it was like really hard um, past like two weeks or something like that. Like, it really was. Um, I've really been battling with a lot of discouragement. I've really been battling with a lot of just... um fear of my future um so pray for me in that please but we're going to talk about how god has already really spoken to me in ways um so and i and i feel like the ways he's spoken to me like can really help you guys so let's get into this episode um it's funny because you know god 
he sends people like he seems like he signed for silent for some time and then he'll just send people to just give you these little nuggets and a lot of the times i'll take those nuggets but then like you know i'll just toss it away i don't know maybe because another i'm caring about other things or i'm just not believing in that little uh, piece of faith the piece of hope that god was giving me but i'm thankful because god started to use people to communicate to me and the first person he used to communicate to me to get me out of this stump was my own dad my dad is a pastor And on Sunday morning, he preached from Psalm chapter 46, verse 1, which says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And of course, he went on preaching an amazing message. But I want to sit there for a second. I want to sit there for a second. Ultimately, from this episode, I want you to understand the sovereignty of God. What does that mean? The supreme power of God. So let's begin. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. This hit me. I've read this place thousands of times. Not thousands, but you know what I mean. But it hit me this time. Why? Because I was in a place where I was so depressed and I felt like God was silent. And it felt like I was, I didn't see God as my refuge. I saw God, you know, God exists, but I didn't see him as my, as my refuge. I didn't see him as there with me. But this verse reminded me when my when my dad preached, preached that to me, it hit me and it said, God is my refuge. That means when I'm confused, when you're confused, when you are hesitant, when you are fearful of the future, when you are um, feeling all the pressure, God doesn't want you to run away from him and deem him as the cause of all of your problems. In fact, he wants you to see him as your refuge. Just remember that I will we'll will expand on all of this, but I want you to understand something. That when the Bible says that God is your refuge, that means that when you have problems, it's not so much, oh, God, why have you brought this upon me? No, it's God, I need help and I'm coming to you. That is that is the perspective that we're supposed to have. God is our refuge. He's our sanctuary. He's our hiding place. He's our solace. That is who God is. And when you're ever doubting. I pray that you have enough faith to believe the word of God because the word of God says that he's a very present help. You know, it sounds like it feels like God is silent. It feels like God is not with you. It feels like he's silent. It feels like not with you. But the thing is, he's present. And I want you to understand something. This is talking about God's serenity, of course, that whether you feel like he's with you or you don't feel like he's with you, same as some people who don't believe in God or they don't believe in God. Thank God that his existence does not rely on how you feel, nor whether people believe in him or not. God is God. And if he says he's with you, then that means he's with you, whether you feel it or, you're, or you don't. The second thing, God sent me another person. I've actually never seen this man face to face, but I know that he is blessed. <laughs> um, it was Kendra's dad. I was on the phone with Kendra and her dad was there also. And there's something that he said to me and it just, man, it hit, it hit. Hit and I've heard it once again a thousand times. He said, The righteous are never forsaken. Mm. God never forsakes the righteous. Remember that. Understand that. Capture that. Conquer that mindset that God never forsakes the righteous. And of course, there's a verse to go with that. There's a passage to go with that. And I go to Psalm 37. Starting at verse 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old, and I have not seen the righteous forsaken, 
nor his seed begging for bread. May God bless the hearing and the reading, understanding of his word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. I was so scared when my mom asked, asked me that question. I was so taken aback. What's my plan? What's my plan? What's my plan? What's my plan? And, you know, it's funny because sometimes you have a plan. But like I said, you don't believe in it sometimes. Sometimes you're facing the biggest obstacle that you're facing in your life is discouragement. Right. And that discouragement. Oh, man, let me tell you something about that. Kendra said it before. That's the devil's favorite tool. My dad says the same thing. That's the devil's favorite tool. Devil be like, oh, that works every time. Sometimes, you know, like. Man, it's real and it's real powerful. It's real powerful. I have this vision, of course, you know, like a, a lot of you guys may already say this, you know, to me because I'd be reading in the comments and stuff like that, um, that, you know, I'm I'm anointed to preach. And let me tell you something. I really appreciate that. Like, thank you. Um, and I believe it. I believe it also. Um, but I will say that, you know, sometimes I'm scared because the world I'm from, I don't know about you guys, but the world I'm from, right. There's not all these whole bunch of mega churches with pastors making a lot of money. And that's a good thing, I guess, but it's like, well, sometimes it's a good thing. Right. And not just because church has a lot of money doesn't mean anything's corrupt. Um, but like for me, like one thing that's really been big about me is like, I want to be financially stable. And I want to take care of my family and not worry about Nathan. My mom and my dad came from Nigeria. They worked their butt off. I see the, the benchmark that they have set and they've set us up very nice, very nice. But I feel like I need to surpass that benchmark. Right. And when I look into the future, I'm thinking like, man, I could try to, you know, go in this industry and get a job and so, so, so. But then at the same time, I could go to seminary school and double down on this ministry, double down on preaching the word of God. But the thing is, if I go to ministry school, uh, seminary school, Bible college, then how do I like what if something fails in the end? And, and how do I translate those skills, those years that I spent in Bible college to anything else? They don't really translate to anything else. And these are the things that are rushing through my mind. And I'm scared to move anywhere forward. I'm scared about the future. I'm scared to slip and fall. I'm scared and I'm scared and I'm scared because I forgot that I will not be forsaken. Hey. Sometimes I lose myself also. It was funny because, you know, one thing I uh, thought about was like, I forgot the most important thing in anybody's life. What's the most important thing? I forgot my name. Dude, my name is Emmanuel. You know what Emmanuel means? It means God with us. The reason why I was so captured by that question was because I forgot mm, about God's supreme power and I forgot that he was with me I forgot that if God has called me to preach and I'm preaching to myself at this time too because man but if God has called me to preach then I'm going to preach and anything I need he's going to provide for me because of his sovereign power and he is sovereign over every facet of my life he's sovereign over I mean there's not a hair that falls from my head without him knowing you got to remember that and I needed to remember that because I forgot my name. I forgot that God is with me. So through all, I mean, before I, before I continue, I wanted to um, point something else out. I was scared of falling. But in verse 24, it said, though he may fall. Ha! 
you know, something about God's sovereign power, because ultimately what came from all of this was that when I was met with the pressure, when I was met with the fear, when everything was weighing down on me and I thought that God was being silent, all different stuff, God didn't try to pick me up by saying, oh, okay, you know what, you're, you're, you're freaking out because you don't know the future. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reveal to you all these different parts of the future. So then you'll be okay. You know, so, so, so Emmanuel won't be sad anymore. I'm going to tell you what's going to come. So you won't have to No, that's not how God plays. Why does God do that? I'm, there's multiple different reasons why he could do that, but that's just not how he does it. When I was down in the dumps, scared about my future what did god do he reminded me ultimately he reminded me of his sovereignty in verse 23 of the passage we just read it said the the steps of a good man are ordered by the lord he reminded me of his supreme power that i'm the one orchestrating the path after you've committed your life to me i am the one i'm the captain here Rather than telling me, oh, don't worry, you know, like this is what's going to happen in your future. He said, even if you fall, Emmanuel, even if you fall, you won't be utterly cast down because I'm the one that's holding you up. My power. I'm here with you. Recognize who I am and recognize my power. I must I must read Isaiah 41. Isaiah 41 is my is my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. Isaiah 41. That's me. That's Emmanuel's chapter, okay? In verse 10, God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He said, "Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness." What is God saying? God is telling you, God is telling me, God is telling all of us, do not be afraid. And what is the reason that God gave? What was the logic that God gave? What was the argument that he posed? He said, "Do not be afraid." He said, "Do not fear." Fear not. And what was the argument? What what was his that like you would think what's a vast argument as to why complex reasons why we shouldn't be afraid but he gave us pretty much two reasons fear not because i'm me and because i'm with you that's what god said god didn't say fear not because i'm just gonna tell you everything that's gonna happen so you can be ready for it no no he said fear not because i'm me i'm god me i'm me I mean, and he's and basically it's almost like he's saying, and I hope that you know me enough to know that I can handle this. I hope that you know me enough to know that I have control over this. I hope that you know me enough to know that I will never leave you nor forsake you. I hope that you know God enough to know his sovereign power, his sovereignty, his presence in your life. And what did that what that means? What does that mean? Hmm. I got to go to Mark chapter four. I got to go. I got to go there. I got to go there. Peace be still story. So I'm going to read. I'm going to read this passage and we're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to see what it means for God to be with us. Still unpacking the sovereign power of God. Mark chapter four. So in verse 35, it says, and the same day when the even was come, he saith unto them, Jesus saith unto them, his disciples, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship. So it was now full. You know what happens when ships are full of water? Okay, good. 
I'm making sure we got that clear. And he was in the hinder part of the ship. Jesus was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Huh. And they and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind. Jesus arose. He rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man? Ha! What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So what happened here? What happened here is the waves were crashing. The wind was winding. The storm was storming. The waves were waving. And the disciples feared for their lives. And it's funny because... You would like look at what it says in verse 37 that the water was filling the ship and the ship was now full. The logical thing to think next is now that the ship is full, now that the pressure is on, you are about to sink. It makes sense to think that. So they woke Jesus up. God, Jesus, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus just said, peace be still. And then Jesus had the audacity. <laughs> To say that, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? You know why Jesus had that audacity? Because ultimately Jesus expected them to recognize his own sovereignty. Mm. Just like God is expecting you to recognize his sovereignty over your life. The waves are waving, the wind is winding, the storm is storming. It looks like the future is very bleak, does not look good. And you're asking, God, where are you? Why are you so silent right now? What is going on? Don't you care that I'm about to perish? And I've said, oh, man, I love preaching on this. You know, I love preaching on this message. Don't you care that we're about to perish? And then he says, peace be still. And then he says, you of little faith. Hmm. You know, it's just so interesting to me. Is that they knew he was the son of God. They had just dropped everything that they were doing. Their livelihoods, everything, and followed Jesus. Jesus, they've seen him do all the miracles. This is after he had fed the thousands, I believe. Like, they saw this man. They know they knew he was the son of God. You know, it's very interesting. They knew that, but they still <laughs> didn't know his power. They didn't know his power. In verse 41, they said, what manner of man is? They were shocked. They were shook. They said, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the, sea, and the sea obey him. Shouldn't they have known that answer already? The son of God. Why is it that they knew that Jesus was the son of God, but they were shocked that God could do something? It's the same way. The same way how we may know God, we go to church, we do all these different things to serve God and all this stuff. But when things hit the fan, we completely disacknowledge, I hope this acknowledges the word, God's power. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. Don't we? <sighs> we have a tendency to acknowledge God. We'll pray to God. We'll worship God. But we're not going to acknowledge his power. That's too hard. Mm. <laughs> That's why you pray and you still stress out. Oop. And I, oop. So um, I want to make a note and then I'm done. I'm going to make a note. I want you guys to understand something, right? 
Jesus was on that boat, right? He was on that boat. They were all on that boat. Acknowledge this. The wind was still winding. The storm was still storming. The waves were still waving and the boat was full. The boat was full. All the ingredients for a boat to sink were in place. What was supposed to happen was that that boat were to sink even though Jesus was in the boat. So what does that tell us? God said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. We read that. And God is with us, right? But that don't mean that the storm, you won't experience it. It's still going to be storming, still going to be winding, still going to be waving. And, hey, a lot of people say, why does God allow all these different things to happen? I don't have a reason as to why God has allowed every single bad thing in your life to happen and happen the way that it did. I don't have that much knowledge. I, I couldn't tell you. Sometimes I could probably, you know, figure it out. Um, just like sometimes you can figure out how some bad things actually work together for your good. Sometimes you probably don't. But Jesus was in that boat, just like God is still in your life. But it didn't stop the storm from having started, having happened. And the disciples experienced what we would think valid emotions of panic and fear. But in those moments, hmm, we children of God, right? We children of God. We have to acknowledge his sovereign power because that's what God's expecting from us. That's what he's expecting from us. To acknowledge the fact that our future is in his hands. You that have committed your life to him. Him that counts every hair that's on you. don't even count every hair that's on your head. Hmm. God wants you to acknowledge his power. God wants you to acknowledge that he's with you. You've acknowledged God. You said he's real. But now let's go deeper. Let's go deeper, ladies and gentlemen. I pray, I truly do, I truly do pray that you go deeper. Open the scripture. A place that I will give you, I will recommend, is reading all of Isaiah 41. That is my Space. That is my that's my chapter to remind me of God's sovereign power. Sovereignty. God is sovereign over every area of your life. That's why you don't have to be so fearful. That's why you don't have to be. And you can be free. You can be free. Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for the opportunity that you've given me. To speak on this mic, Lord Jesus, and speaking through me to the listener, to the watcher, Lord Jesus, and even to myself, oh God, we together, Lord Jesus, help us to understand your sovereign power, understand your presence in our lives, oh God, and understand that once we grasp that, once we finally, truly grasp that, recognize that, then, then it, it doesn't make sense to fear, it doesn't make sense to think, oh master, don't you care that we perish, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Help us to meet your expectations of understanding, acknowledging your power. Help that, Lord Jesus, our fear of you. Our fear of you to guide our days because the fear of you is the beginning of all wisdom, as your word says. 
Let your name be glorified in our lives, O God, in our future, in our present, Lord Jesus. And let your peace that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts, our hearts and minds. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to this episode. Don't you dare be selfish with this episode. If you know that there is somebody in your life that needs to hear it, I pray that you you do so. I pray that you send it to them. Um, I pray that, you know, this fills them up too. Um, I love you guys. Have an amazing week. I need to go get my chain fixed. Um, peace. Peace.